Welcome to Hell's Comic Book, where strangers are a family. Every episode may contain graphic content such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex and sound effects of various worlds. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned as well as all the people that were warned before I put their heads on pikes. way to put it by soldiers pass south of uh, the bridge first building is uh, basically base of operations for the magical inquisition uh, typically where basically apostles or anyone from the inquisition basically hang out there the main figurehead we've been seeing is uh, the head apostle of uh, drogue port which is David a fat man with a cyst on his face and so you want to explain to me what your character was doing before he ended up here, or was it just like a sudden thought of not wanting to waste time? Or, um, I think he just kind of wandered off because he was like, like oh, I guess this is about the time I should go back and check in, type of thing. <laughs> me is kind of yeah. used to being alone, so he doesn't always operate in normal ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and with your knowledge, you know that currently right now, sending messages outside of this town is fucking hard. With uh, just the artifacts that the King's Gambit constructed, the both the gems that can take an origami message and just twist it. Uh, but would your character still prep up a report to his uh, superiors? Um, I mean, so the way I understand it is, Right now, there aren't really any superiors, as far as mm. I know, because he's kind of sent here to verify David, so he's kind of reporting on David, so he wouldn't report to him. It would be more of, he's got, he's got, it's not a formal report, but he's got things that he would like to address with David about current situations to see his take. All right. Would you like to start a scene with that, with uh, him just in his office with me walking in? Like, do you have any questions in mind? So, David, I took some time wandering around the city. <laughs> so, I imagine, like, you open up these uh, double doors to his office. We see him at his oak desk. He wears silk gloves and, like, uh... If you ever seen one of those red tailcoats, you'd see, like, an old British person from, uh... Uh, 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 the revolutionary period to wear. He has one of those on, but, you know, buttoning it up, it barely goes over his stomach. It's about to pop one of the buttons. And again, he has a cyst on his face, fat, chubby hands. David looks towards me and, uh, what did you say? I said, uh, hello, David. I was wandering around the city a bit. Me? I didn't expect you back so soon. Usually your hunts take longer. And uh, he motions for a chair. What do you have in mind? 
You haven't been completely honest, have you? Yes. I am always honest in Siem's name. <laughs> this isn't the situation you let us believe. How have you let things fall this much? And I think at this point he just gets a little flabbergasted and just goes, Me, there's only so much um, one man can do. I mean, look at uh, uh, Amos. We've tried our best to protect this town and under make sure to spread the name of Siam. I mean, for God's sakes, we sunk a pirate ship. How the hell are we supposed to know that? An estate would collapse right above our heads. The estate was something unique. We understand that. But if you were doing your job, this city would not have fallen into chaos as it did. You mean insight check? Fifteen. I think how he responds to that is, what do you think my job entails me? Your job is to make Siam's light spread through this land and enforce the rules. There are no rules here anymore. When you look at me, what do you see me? I haven't decided yet. No. <laughs> uh, he uh, stands up from his chair. We hear like the chair like uh, screech across the ground. And he just is fully honest with you and says, Me, I am a, a weak and fat man. I do not have the power to command the masses without swords. That is why I need men. I need swords willing to be drawn in Siam's name. Without blood on the streets, we cannot have order. Now, and he like feels the, uh, his desk as he walks along it. And he uh, says to you, Now, granted, there is chaos among the city. But we do have a couple swords to put forth Siam's name. Have you heard of the Crimson Fist? I have dealt with them in the past. Met with them recently. One of them is traveling with me. Uh, who would that be? Raymond? Yorick? I believe his name is Asmodeh. Do another insight check. Five. Oh, shit. <laughs> Alright, so just to keep everyone in line. Without modifiers on David's end, he rolled uh, 19, me rolled 15. The next roll, me rolled 5, and David rolled 5. Again, no modifiers. Um, David, I think what what you see from David is a slight shake at the name of Asmodai, but he tries his best to conceal that kind of withdrawn fear. And he says, well, that's good, that's, that's good. A man is the light that the city needs. He is the way to show everyone of Siam's great name. Is there like a fireplace in the room? Yeah, we can say that there's a hearth. I, I like that idea. I imagine that it was like not lit and then all of a sudden it lights up. I love that. Yeah, so the moment he say uh, says that the bonfire roars and you see him take a few steps back. You know, David, there was a time when I felt powerless too. And as he's saying this, he's like walking closer as I imagine David's backing up a bit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's when I really found Siam. Siam talked to me, you know. 
and he showed me the way. You can find strength within you, but if you rely too much on, and the flame grows a little bit, others, then you never learn to grow yourself. So maybe poking him in the belly. <laughs> You've gotten a little bit too comfortable here. Poke his belly, huh? Not like hard, just like kind of. <laughs> as far as the Crimson Fist, I have friends there, and I know that they will be useful for this city. But if we leave them unchecked, then we will not be in this city for much longer. And he nods at that and goes, oh, we see eye to eye on that. I do believe that if we let this little flame roar too far, it will be too much for us to control. And he shakes his head, trying to like, or what would be the best way to say this? He rolls his uh, fists on his uh, uh, cheek a bit as he's trying to think. If I had the answers of how to put everything under control, I'd be a lot more happy and have a lot more sleepful nights. Well, good way to start might be, again, looking him up and down. You do realize that there are people starving in the city. That is an actual issue that is going to be uh, uh, coming up soon. But uh, he, he fully realizes that and nods and goes whether I eat food or not is not much of an issue with tomorrow have you gained weight since I've been here yes he has <laughs> he's gained at least five pounds he just says it's actually a strategic uh, decision on my part do you realize how valuable food is I've seen your strategies effect on this city in general. Well, are you familiar with what tomorrow entails? Do, do I know what tomorrow is? <laughs> Absolutely. You don't even need to check on it. Tomorrow. I tried to call it a holiday, but it's the best term that fits it. Called the Day of Sacrifice. And it's very specific with Juliano and a holiday dedicated to see him. Now, if you're familiar, this land has three unbreakable laws. One of them has been changed within years and years ago. Essentially, everyone in the entire region has to give up something sentimental or they burn at the stake. He says to you, with the coming day of sacrifice, what do people value more than life around here? Food. And he, I think at that moment, he actually is like stuffed in his face with some sweet treat. And he goes on to say, There will be many people that will put food at the altar and it will come to flames. Now, when that comes, we are going to have a major food uh, shortage. It would be best to take control of the warehouses that are stockpiling food from the public. I've actually isolated where there might be one. And he, again, just like when Leo and uh, uh, Velcut came in here for the first time, there is a map. And it looks like there's a lot of red twine with uh, 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 gang activity and uh, important locations. One of which you do recognize as uh, the brothel that Asmodai extracted from uh, Vince or Vincent, whatever I decided to name him. 
where uh, one of the headquarters of uh, the Wild Ones is. Another location, if you were to look on the map, is a storage house for uh, food. So long as we have our eyes on it, we can snag that stockpile. They've been keeping it away from the public, and guess who's responsible for it? Well, I can see that people might view you as a beacon of self-control. Again, looking him up and down. But I have yet to see how stuffing your face has helped the situation. I'm also, I want to do a, a investigation check as I'm kind of wandering around the room to see if I notice anything that he might not want me to see. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Make that check. Then I want you to make me... Ten. Okay. And then uh, make me a uh, perception check. That's a seven. Oh, damn, you're got 10 and 7. Now, again, you see him uh, stuffing his face as he goes, that's not the point, me. The point is that there's food being withheld from the public, not just from me. The main importer of town is clear water sailing. If you, if you noticed around here, you can't grow a damn thing on these lands. The damning sea kills the ground, and we can't grow any agriculture, any plants, food. We have to get it from other locations. Well, since they were responsible for imports, they've been creating a stockpile. The town's slowly been starving. How is it so wrong for when I have brought my own food to this country and begin to eat it? Country, that's a bad name. When I bring my own food to this city and eat it. So you believe that you have the right to decide who eats? In fact, I do. People who eat are people who pray to see them. Those heathens do not deserve our food if they do not pray in his name. Do you believe Siam does not reward change? Tell me, how do we get more followers if you kill everyone who doesn't follow? Do an insight check. Eleven. <laughs> I rolled a ten, he rolled the eleven. And... Uh, I think that you can, like, see past his... I'm trying to figure out what would be a tell for this guy. You see him strumming his uh, fingers on the desk, and I think his eyebrows raise when he uh, says this, and I think you see it as a tell that he is either exaggerating or even could possibly be lying. You're not entirely sure, but something isn't entirely truthful about this. And just to rephrase before I go on a rant, you said, do you believe CM uh, can change people or you, you can't believe, uh, or repeat that one more time for me. Do you believe CM doesn't reward people who change? Doesn't reward people who change. And yeah, I think at that moment he goes, CM does reward change, but me, you forgot one of the most important tenets of our God is that everyone is a sinner. Everyone goes through strife. Starvation is one of those strifes. Without knowing the pain of hunger, no one truly knows the words behind Siam, his teachings. Without strife, you cannot learn Siam's words. Now, if everyone in town was happy and didn't have to go through this tragedy, I don't believe Siam would sprout into the mighty oak that he is in this 
heathenous town. And with that, the the fire is gonna definitely go up. Zimi walks towards him. You can see his scars shining in the light of the flame. You think I do not know the power of suffering? Tell me, Devi, when is the last time you suffered? Semi pokes him a bit harder in the chest. You speak like you know pain. These people have suffered enough. Okay, okay. Do me an inside check. 19. Again, you see that tell his eyebrows are raised. You, and I feel like uh, the, how you know when David specifically is lying is that he has like a, let's see, best way to put it. He has a, a, a weird twist to his uh, uh, right corner of his lip when his eye uh, eyebrows are raised. And he uh, just says, when I was a young kid, I I got uh, beat up by a local ruffians, if you will, and uh, they broke a couple of my fingers. It was quite tragic. I, I never fully recovered. I still have a, a bad twist to my hand because of it. You know definitely he is lying about this experience. Hmm. Sounds like that was a long time ago. The fire goes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, David. I think it's time you went on another pilgrimage to show your faith. Mm. You tell me that there's food in these locations, correct? He nods. Have you seen this with your own eyes? He uh, shakes his head and goes, No, I haven't seen it. It's first-hand accounts from trustworthy sources. Hmm. But you don't get to really feel the people if you don't wander the city yourself. Oh, but it is not my place to feel the people. It is my job to uh, assume order in this town through uh, my desk. The pen is mightier than <laughs> the pen is mightier than the sword, me. Yes, but I am mightier than both. <laughs> Tell you what, David, I think it's time you got a taste of your city. So you can learn how to truly people. And it'll be good for the people to see you. Like you said, your physique is to show our power, correct? How can it show our power if you're in this building all day? I think you should go check out those food sources. Okay, okay. Oh, and I think you should do it as a true pilgrim. As I look at his feet, where his shoes are, Mm -hmm. most pilgrims live... More meagerly than that. <laughs> so you're telling them to take off his shoes and just walk to, like, uh, this food storage? Correct. Mm-hmm. All right. How do you want to do this? You Are you persuading him or intimidating him? I believe this would probably be more of an intimidating thing. Okay. You can go right ahead. Make an intimidation check. Nat 20. Nat 20. Yeah, he uh, says, well, I think you are right. And takes off his shoes, takes off the uh, button over uh, coat. And I think we only see him and uh, imagine a, uh, yeah, the outfit of a Mormon. So like we have a black pants belt and a white like uh, shirt. He just gives him a smile. Mm -hmm. Go spread the word of Sion. Mm -hmm. Alright. Um, 
And that's all you wanted to uh, talk to him about while you were here before he leaves. Just want to double check. No, I, I, I maybe I forgot it. Shit, I said that. That's it for now. Okay, okay. So that's it for now. Um, yeah, he still has his uh, silk gloves on, with uh, just ordinary wear, no shoes. Don't forget to help the people you see who need it. And I think he'll leave on some ominous words and say, Oh, trust me, me. I see everyone's trouble. And he opens the door and closes it and uh, heads on his way. Um, so there is one thing that I wanted to bring up. And I feel like during that entire interaction, uh, David would have wanted to bring it up, but Again, it was the focus on his uh, character and what he was doing uh, for his job that uh, it got sidetracked. Um, you see one of uh, the doors broken open in claw marks in uh, Celiac's room. Uh, this would be the noble that you guys uh, built that respiratory uh, system for with uh, Ordon. I'm going to wander over, take a look. Yeah, you do. And you see that his equipment is just to the side of the room, but there is no sign of uh, celiac. The entire room has been uh, tossed and thrown around. And you see the window nearby with uh, the curtains. Like the glass is shattered and you see blood being drawn outside. Do I pick up uh, like a scent or anything or just just this? If you... Yeah, if, if you want, you can do an investigation check just to get a clear picture of this. 14. It's not hard to see. it. What, what seems odd to you is that a lot of the damage inside of this room was from the inside going out, if that makes sense to you. there was. It didn't look like uh, you're looking at the windowsill. It doesn't look like there's any forced entry from, you know, outside in, just out or inside to out. Uh, the door itself that's uh, even unhinged, like all the claw marks are on the other side of the door. So, like, uh, the, if it were, like, back on its hinges, it would have been, again, from the inside of the room to the door instead of outside the room in. Hmm. I'm going to follow, like, the, the blood trail. So, like, do you... Because <laughs> I want to see how me does this. Are you going outside and around, or are you going through the actual window itself? Oh, definitely through the window. Okay, yeah, so... It's almost like he's, like, just... It's like a... I don't know if you've ever seen a hunting dog. When it, like, gets its scent, it just goes, you know, straight kind of thing. Where he's just following the evidence and not really... Like, he's looking around, but mainly to see if there's more evidence. But, like, he's focused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So you you uh, begin to follow the scent, and, uh, like, you follow the blood trail as it's going along and i'm going to show you like you're right here and you begin to follow it and it leads you between uh, two large houses again this is very upper class uh, these people have a few acres of land in between the house so nothing is saying as a diamond estate or even Lebon's estate um but it's a uh, hefty pieces of land and as you're following the blood trail you do see a servant woman open her stomach and rib cage is open to the side and you see her basically her intestines like 
uh, decorated around her like ribbon. Her face is, her eyes are open and her uh, like iris is just glossy and glass-like as it just stares at you. Is this daytime or nighttime? This is nighttime. I should have specified that. Because uh, while you're doing this, the boys are setting up their uh, plan for uh, 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 the Black King, Roland Summers. Alright, um, so Mia's going to investigation mode, so his hood is up, and he's kind of mm-hmm. hidden most of his skin, so he doesn't really look like... He, again, looks like how he looked in the, the one thing where he just looks like a really big knight. Yeah, so like uh, when you were still playing as Leo and he was showing up in the background, like he's just I imagine you like the Grim Reaper but with white robes. Except more Jack. Yeah, a Jack Reaper. Um, I want to see if because of my experience hunting this seems like a creature attack um, mm-hmm. if I can kind of maybe decipher what attacked her. Alright, uh, do an uh, investigation check. I'll Regardless of how you roll, I'll give you the general bit. Higher roll, I'll give you a little bit more detail. 23. 23. So you look, and you've seen this before. Uh, it ha- This woman has uh, spikes protruding out of her body. You look at it, and it looks like it was flung at a distance. Very strange. Then you look towards her stomach and her neck, and you see the same kind of bite mark that... That would match a lion hound that you fought uh, yesterday. Oh, not was it yesterday? Uh, yesterday or days ago when you guys got ambushed. And again, it's the mauve lion spikes on her body and she's ripped open. It seems like uh, claw marks. But uh, the strange part about that is it seems like it was from a bear rather than a lion. It's a strange mashup of different animals that attacked her. No. Does me look know what a bear looks like? What? <laughs> You're asking if your bear character knows what a bear looks like? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know. That's just so good. I never really thought about that. Oh, that's kind of like saying a person, like saying, "Oh, d- does this human know about Neanderthal?" What? <laughs> yeah, it's possible. But uh, anyways. Uh, that's what you can uh, pick up, and I would assume even with a check that high, getting a 23, uh, you see broken branches where the blood trail went off and uh, footsteps. All right, he's still he's following the trail. First, he sees, but before he does that, he's like, rest with Siam now, and he kind of just burns the body before moving on. All right, you do. And as you're following the trail along in the jade hills you end up down here by the docks and uh as you are following the trail there really isn't dock workers per se like uh this is more of a place for the rich to like hold their vessels so you see like one man of war then you see um a galley uh, what are they called galleons yeah galleon yep a galleons and strangely enough if you remember you do see the ship from uh, Demenha, basically like uh, the flying ship, uh, along with uh, these docks. And again, this time. Well, he may. He, oh, yeah, he may saw it fly in. That's right. Yeah, he, he saw it fly in. Uh, this one's very strange. And again, it does have that oar that helps uh, basically levitate the ship off the ground. 
Um, so you see this winged ship, and I think this time you see this this person's a little bit more uh, dressed up, though it's hard to tell because the aftermath. You see his head eaten like an apple and just floating in the water. And you see his uh, body drooped over, like, uh, the dock. Wait, so he's in the water or not in the water? His head's in the water, decapitated and a bite taken out of it like an apple, with his body drooping over, like, the planks of the dock. But, yeah, his arms are drooping, like, down, like his fingers are touching the water. Like, does it look like whatever attacked him was going into the water? Do investigation check, and I'll tell you. 14. Yeah, that's high enough. Uh, no. You don't get that. It looks like he was running away. And basically, from how you piece together this event, I kind of want to imagine that you have, like, a mental Rolodex of, uh, like, piecing together this information to put forth a clear image in your head. And we see one, like, one picturesque moment of, like, some black and dark creature and it switches between one or multiple creatures because you can't decide if it's a group or if it's just one because the footsteps keep changing as you go along and you see this person you know in shock try to run away then the next image you see this creature or creatures like stop the noble by putting a hand or like a claw at its leg and arm and the next image you see one grotesque bite next image just tearing off the head with pure force so you come to gather if it is a creature is standing on two legs from how it tore off the head and you imagine that it's not doing this from hunger per se it seems more towards the fun of the game, the sport of just killing. Uncle Henry? <laughs> yeah, you see Uncle Hen- Henry in your mind, and it's just a human with a bear's head and smoking like a grandpa, like a, a, a pipe. You know what I mean? Like the long uh, old man pipe. And just looking up from a newspaper, shakes his head, and <laughs> you get break yourself back into reality. Do I, do I see the trail go off anywhere else? Or? This one was harder. Uh, the only thing that tipped you off that it didn't go into the water was uh, broken planks uh, a little further down. And now the trail's starting to get a little cold as you reach uh, this hill. You go past... Uh, but it looks like it's a peninsula, right? Oh, this entire, like, uh, the Jade Hills? Yeah, so there's... If he didn't go in the water, there's... Judging by the map, there's only really one way he could have gotten. <laughs> exactly. And that's why I'm saying, even with that lack of information, like, you trust your gut instinct, thinking, okay, well, you could only go this way. So you go deeper south. You go past uh, past the temple of uh, Nahash. And again, uh, Nahash is recognized by uh, CM's grace, obviously. It's very symbolic. Uh, the serpent in the sky. Seeing... Uh, the temple, you naturally look up and you see, like, the belly of the Leviathan in the sky just flying. And you uh, keep going up and up and up until you uh, see a lighthouse. And the blood trail keeps uh, going and going and going. And now tell me how you proceed, because you feel like you're getting closer. You can smell whatever causes around the corner 
of this lighthouse. So he's going to be more cautious. I mean, he knows that he's a giant bear wearing white in the middle of the night with heavy armor. So <laughs> I don't I think he thinks sneaking's really out of the <laughs> out of the cards, but um mm-hmm. he's he's definitely cautious and on guard. Mm-hmm. And he's just drawn his weapon. Yeah, you draw your weapon. And as you uh, get to the lighthouse, you just hear a snarl and just like a few bites of uh, flesh going down the gullet of a beast. And it is around the corner. If you want to take a peek, you can take a peek. Or if you feel like me would be just bold enough just to stride in front of it, you can do that. No, he's... He may seem brash, but he's... A hunter at heart, so he would definitely take a peek first. Mm-hmm. Not gonna have you roll stealth. This thing is focused on what it's doing. You see what looks to be a manticore, but it seems more chimera than anything else. You uh, see it standing on its uh, hind legs as it holds like a person in its hand, and it is just taking deep bites out of a uh, corpse. And as it uh, goes along, again, it has a human face with a beard and hair and all that, with its uh, draconic wings and its scorpion uh, uh, tail, its uh, bare lower half, and its uh, bear-like arms and paws. You look at the face, and you recognize it. It is Celiac Diamond's face, as it just consumes this person and it just wheezes as it moves along it seems like every step it takes it's killing him slowly he drops the corpse gets on its knees and it's still struggling to breathe does he does he have that uh the thing that we built for him no that was uh back at uh the state like i said it was in his room untouched then it, a lot of things click in your head from this. It, it makes sense why it didn't look like anything broke in. It was him breaking out. And it seemed like he didn't have much control of his uh, path. The idea that he's not killing for food makes sense to you. He is well fed at this estate. It just seems like this bestial side has taken a hold of him. And hes you can see him struggling to not touch the corpse anymore and just push it away as he tries to isolate himself into the lighthouse. And again, another thing strikes you. The path he took seems like the best path he could take it to get away from people. It went away from uh, a lot of the residential areas in the Jade Hills. It went towards the docks where no one usually is at into a lighthouse that for the most part is unoccupied in this martial law time. It seems like there was an effort to get away from the city. And you just hear this beast sobbing and wheezing as it struggles for breath. Diamat, I'm sorry this has happened to you, but I will show you peace. And... You see it look towards you, and it says to you, Don't look at me. Me, please. Don't look at me. 
and you can see it his claws purchasing like uh, the ground the soil <laughs> I don't want to hurt people <laughs> and do you see him cry I know friend don't worry Siam will welcome you with open arms I can't me I, I can't I can't die yet why I I'm afraid and he looks up if I die what will happen to everyone there's no one left to take the throne. What am I gonna do? Leave it in the charge of thugs? They don't care about the people. I've tried my best, me. But all I can do is look out a window and see the people pass by. I care about this city. And you see, as he says care, like his throat gets more guttural and it lets out a little bit of a roar. And he holds it back and says... I just... I can't control myself. I bind myself up every night to stay in my room. I know, friend. But you must trust in Siam and trust in me. You know that I will not let these people be harmed. And he just shakes his head at you and uh, goes, No, I, I can't. I can't put the fate of my people in your hands, me. I can't. Not, not in my hands, friend. You're putting them in Siam's hands. In our north. Mm. Alright, uh, give me a persuasion check to start off with. 13. I rolled 17, you rolled 13. Uh, essentially, I'm not... I, I don't think I'm rolling for a stat per se. I'm gonna say that this is just resistance towards your words. I'm not sure if there's an actual, like, a skill I could quantify this as. But it... I, I would equate this to, like, uh, the hardness and lessons he learned as he uh, was growing up. And he goes, But see him as a god, me. And gods don't rule over the common folk. They le It leads them. We need order. And he, like, waves his hand. And you can see, like, this is one of the highest points in the city. This is basically, like, on a upward slope on a pinnacle of rocks. And you can see, like, the blighted slums, which is the lowest part of the city, the Jade Hills. And you see fires in the distance. Specifically, right here, towards uh, Black Eye and Grimsong territory. And the best way to uh, equate that on the map is uh, in the blighted slums area to the north uh, east. You see fires engulfed in, like, if you just take a moment to be silent, on the wind you can hear people screaming and the grunts of people dying. And he goes, they need a leader. They need me. I need to be stronger. I don't. I, I can't. I can't die. If I die, then more people will die. And again, you, you have to remember this. He's a kid. Like, the, he's a, a tweener. Like, a teenager just... Nearly becoming an adult at uh, 16, but he's like 14 or 15, if I remember correctly. And this beast is just sobbing. I don't try to hurt people, me. I just want to save them. Yeah, I know how you feel better than most, but this is not a burden that you want. Trust me. But me, you're not human yourself, and you do so much good. Why can't I, with this affliction, be helpful? To the world why can't i help this town the same way you do my friend you don't want to be the monster 
I am the monster. You look at what they see me. This is not a life for you, my Joe. Let's see. I think, uh, yeah, make another check. Persuasion? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I got that one on mine. And again, I'm just rolling resistance. Stat doesn't exist. <laughs> I got Holy a zero. shit. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think his resistance is weak at that point. Like, you almost had him convinced, but you didn't get quite get the landing as he's still resilient to dying. And you see him sit by the lighthouse and just stare off, like, over here. Or, sorry, right, right over here towards the base of the hill, towards the water. You guys. If we were to put this, highest pinnacle, you're at the lighthouse, and he is sitting where he could look north towards uh, the entire Jade Hill. And to the east, like, uh, yeah, the bottom part of the map to the east towards the docks where you've tracked him. He just goes, Me, can I tell you something? Tell me. When I was a boy, I got kidnapped by a couple thugs. And I don't know what went wrong, but they didn't want me anymore. So they rolled me up in a rug and threw me in those damn waters. I'm I'm scared of the Ink Sea. There's so many scary things in those waters. I drowned in that black, icky water. I swallowed a lot, me. I kept drinking and drinking the water until I passed out. I saw my brother, and he begins to cry. He watched me drown. He didn't help me. It's like he expected that I would drown. And he sobs and says, Ever since then, I've been bedridden. And he starts to wheeze like he can't breathe. Then, after a few seconds, he says, I've been in bed all my life. And the only times I get out is when, at night, when it wants to come out. David told me that my mom wasn't a person. Are, have you ever heard of a, a succubus and an incubus? I have dealt with many creatures. He says to you, my mom was something he called a beastibus. I, she wasn't human. She was a demon. And apparently with those, I can't call her a creature. And he shakes his head. Mom would collect the strongest of the strong. I don't like talking about the bedroom. And he <laughs> blushes a little bit and just says, but mom collected strong seeds. And apparently when I was born, she got together with a human and it all combined. And now I, I look like, I look like, and he just motions to himself. I look like a monster. Me? Am I evil having the blood of a demon inside of me? No, child. Trust me, I have seen evil many times, and that is not you. Tell me, if you could do what you wanted with this city, what would it be? And he closes his eyes, and we hear the ambience of people walking, children laughing, and a smile on his face as he imagines that perfect picture. I imagine a town where everyone is happy and kids are 
safe to walk on the streets where I can walk through my town and and he begins to smile really big and says I where I can talk to everybody and before you do anything he just says where I could be friends with everybody I'd be a great king and what would what are you gonna do smile on his face yes you would have been a great king and I'm gonna bring down my axe right right on try to do it as cleanly as possible right at his neck and when he says yeah I want to be a great king you would have been a great king you swing the axe and it hits the back of uh, the lighthouse and we see his smile and tears as his head just roll down the hill go into the water with a plunk then we see like bubbles like foaming above the head and you see that serene face of happiness and eyes crying as an angler mimic eats the head pops out its long neck and you hear i want to be friends with everybody and before it sinks back down i would be a great king and yeah go with Sion as i burn his body yeah you do congratulations uh for the most part there is no rightful ruler to drug port anymore uh yeah and again the only thing that strikes you as strange is uh he did mention having uh having a brother but to like uh the best of your ability like there was no one heir to the throne besides celiac and even celiac he was hidden from the public's eye because he didn't want to you know show weakness of his uh condition but yeah he mentions a brother that watched him drown by the lighthouse and i think that's the only oddity that strikes you and i feel like that's a good place to leave off for you yeah this has been house common blood the intro and outro music by Savic. oh my dog any music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word by mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Now I have to get back to making my 40k army so I can wipe chaos off the map.